0: Heyo gamers, and welcome to another episode of The Cauldron Cast. I'm your host, Nightstar451, and today I'm once again joined by my illustrious co-host, SuperDotaPlaya.
1: How's it going?
0: On this show, we interview some of your favorite personalities in the gaming scene, learning more about their backstory, current endeavors, and any future plans they're willing to share. Joining us today is another one of Witch Doctor Gaming's outstanding general managers. From his start as a Fortnite player to his current role as a GM, Snipes has had a rather involved time with the Shaman Squad. Snipes, how's it going today? Great. I'm uh, super excited. Very, very excited to do this. Nice. Well, we're glad to have you, and thank you for coming back for the re-recording session.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. For those uh, who are wondering what that's about, we recorded this episode sometime last week, but the audio file decided to corrupt on us. So we finally nailed down another time. So now we have Craig. Yeah. And we do have Craig.
2: So Craig's got our back here.
0: Apparently. we'll we'll find (laughs) out.
1: Yeah. All right, let's just jump into it. Uh, The first question, I guess, would be, how were you introduced into the world of gaming?
2: Uh, yeah, I was introduced, um, basically like from the start. So I, I played, uh, Pokemon at a young age, um, cause I did travel hockey. So it was kind of the only thing to keep me quiet and keep the, uh, car rides shorter than they actually were driving up to Michigan and out to PA and everything, you know, it's three and a half, four hours to most of our tournaments and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was good to just sit down with my Game Boy in hand and, or DS when that, when that came out and sit down and play Pokemon, and then uh, when I got introduced to shooters, uh, it, it kind of took off from there for me. Uh, I got introduced to Call of Duty and then Halo, uh, and being introduced to those games really just sparked the love for gaming and the unbelievably um, unmatched entertainment that gaming brings to the table uh, across the world.
1: Yeah, I, I know for one, um those long car rides are not easy, especially when you're younger. <laughs> yeah, um, they're a pain. We as a family, we would go uh, from Pennsylvania to Michigan or Michigan to Pennsylvania every summer, so that's like you a get it. 12-hour drive. So yep. Yeah, they they get old, they get old after a while, but uh,
2: the the drive from Ohio to Maine is probably the worst drive I've ever been a part of.
1: Oh, yeah, I I can see that. That
2: sucked.
0: Yeah, cuz you go good. up and around the mountains, right? Up yeah, up. yeah. Yeah,
2: and we had to stay at a hotel, which was perfect because then I could charge my Game Boy. But yeah, it was it was terrible. Die. No, no, God, no.
1: All right. So, uh, what was your preferred platform and uh, your favorite game? It doesn't have to be from the same platform, but in general, what would you say about that?
2: Okay, so previously, I would say my per- uh, like uh, favorite platform would be like most Nintendo stuff. So I would probably say. Like, right now, it would be, like, the Switch. I think the Switch is probably, like, the best console that's out there right now. Um, But if not that, before that, I would say Xbox. But now I have to say, like, being on my PC is just amazing. um, Because there's so much ability, especially, like, if I want to play Xbox games, most of them are on PC now. So I can keep my game pass, like Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. So, um... Right now, I would say PC, but previously Xbox and then console-wise. Nowadays, I would say Nintendo Switch, for sure.
0: Okay. So, I know you mentioned you got your start with Nintendo and all of that, but then you also mentioned that you found Call of Duty and sort of fell in love with the larger world of gaming from there. So, I was curious, what drew you to the FPS genre?
2: I'm an extremely competitive person. I like to try to be the best. And uh, a lot of the times, sometimes it doesn't work out, but that's okay. It's it, it was always about practicing and getting better for me. And I think, uh, like, the for me, the start of, like, competing and playing something competitively was Halo when they'd had their MLG game playlist. And it was always a competition between me and my buddies who, who would rank higher in in the playlist or who would win more matches and then uh mlg came out with their game battles so then it was how fast can we climb up the ladder and then like uh you know three four years ago me and my buddy uh we were just playing umg duos in cod and it, it was a battle every single day for us to just keep climbing up the ladder until we were first at one point and to be honest with you it, it's an amazing feeling so you know go Going into FPS, I never really was the biggest fan coming from uh, Pokemon, but then I found just the love of wanting to be better and wanting to to practice every single day, and uh, that's really what led me into competing in general. When I was uh, when I was competing in Fortnite.
0: Nice. So you actually just touched on it right there. So how did you get from Call of Duty, which is a very like photorealistic game even back then, to Fortnite? which is very much not photorealistic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, COD had a few down years, and I was always looking for something to play. Um, I was bouncing in between like Paladins and then the new Call of Duty that would come out. And then Fortnite came out, and in the midst of that, uh, Ninja blew up. And I was starting to stream more and more. I had just gotten my first PC, and I was starting to try to get some streams rocking and rolling. And uh, Fortnite seemed to start blowing up, uh, across the world, I mean, rappers and, and musicians and professional players were finally coming out and saying that they were playing these games and playing Fortnite, and I, I, I knew uh, that I had to touch on it. And uh, my first experience was terrible. I hated it. Uh, it was, in my opinion, probably the worst experience I had in a uh, shooter ever in my life. And then uh, a couple weeks later, uh, after the call, after the new Call of Duty came out, uh, I decided I needed to try it one more time because this COD is just unbearable to play. Uh, and then I came back, and I fell in love. Sniping in that game and hitting hitting a headshot with a sniper from 200-plus out is the most satisfying noise feel, and it, it, it's more satisfying than anything. And then going into competitive with Fortnite, it, it was even more satisfying to play with Somebody that you enjoy playing with uh when i was when I had my stint with nerdy when we were playing every single day it was it, it was unbelievable the chemistry that we had together, and to be able to just keep pushing through and qualify time and time again and not be able to just barely not squeak by into sunday it It, it made us want to play better every single week and keep practicing and Fortnite just brought something out in, in like the competitive side of me but also in so many other people. And that that game, is, although I don't play it very much anymore, it really did contribute to just a, a lot of where I am in the gaming community today, and especially Witch Doctor, so.
1: All right, so I guess we'll jump into the next question. Um, when did you decide to become a competitive player? I know you mentioned that you've always been competitive. Um, But was there a point where you like it clicked and that's when you wanted to become a competitive player or did it kind of just naturally happen?
2: So I think right around my sophomore year of high school, uh, I was really enjoying uh, playing COD competitively. And my junior year, I had just finished the the golf season and uh, it was a very long golf season. So I decided not to play hockey and I needed something to compete in in the time uh, between the uh, golf season season previous to now my senior year, uh, and I found competitive gaming just to really it, it really brought everything together. Just the the hardworking side of all sports that you would normally play, and the the teamwork that it takes to to be good in a game like Call of Duty, where it's a four man squad and you have to really band together as a group of people to To get a win, uh, it I would say probably then yeah, my junior year would have uh, been right around when I started to really decide that I wanted to compete uh, in video games, and it seemed like it was short lived. But those years that I played competitive were just amazing to me.
1: So I think that covered the rest of the questions I had for that. Uh, you kind of answered them all in one.
0: <laughs> I I try I try my best. <laughs> nice. So I know you just touched upon how you got into competitive. So I suppose the natural transition, uh, how good of me, is to ask what prompted you to become a general manager for Witch Doctor Gaming? Because I know for many people, especially when they still have that competitive drive, it can be a, the decision to move from the, the cha- day-to-day chair, so to speak, into a more managerial role can be a little daunting or also like, bittersweet sometimes.
2: Yeah, I think, I think for me, uh, th- this happened in Fortnite, and it was starting to become uh, a grind, and I, because I loved the game so much, I didn't want it to be a grind anymore, and I wanted to just sit back and enjoy myself again, and really bring myself out, and the fact that I loved being a part of Witch Doctor so much, it was almost a no-brainer to stay with stay with the organization, uh, and, and it just so happened that I was able to slide into a manager role for Fortnite. And another thing that kind of came up is, you know, as you get older, your reaction time sort of slows a little bit. And these younger kids that were coming out in Fortnite, you know, the 16, 17-year-olds, they, they were so good at the game and so mechanically sound that I could never really keep up with them. And I knew eventually it would happen, and it just so happened that it happened like, my second and a half, to almost third year of Fortnite where, I, I just couldn't keep up mechanically with, with all these new players. And then I, I decided to be a manager and uh, going from captain to manager was almost easy. Um, but it, it, it all, it also brought in some new things that I, I wasn't expecting. So um, it, it's really nice to grow a family and grow a bunch of people and see these teams that you put together and sh- push them out and then they do great things and to me that's just it's so rewarding
0: yeah no i that that's something that i in my position really enjoy is sort of enabling other people to to do what they love and especially just like when it clicks it's such a great feeling exactly so so you mentioned sort of moving from captain to manager brought about some unexpected uh like stuff that you had to learn to deal with so i was wondering if you could elaborate on that and if something in particular was like really hard for you to adjust to
2: sure uh, like so being a captain you're still you're still playing the game you're still doing like i, I at one point uh, during while we were competing I was playing eight hours to nine hours a day going to work coming back home and playing another four hours at night but when you're a manager you're not you're not really focused on playing the game anymore you're, you're focused on making it so the way the players can play the game and you deal with everything on the back end. So, like, um, getting tweets out uh, and pushing that up through the line for our Twitter people who are, by the way, absolutely phenomenal and amazing. Uh, or, you know, getting new members onto the team and scrolling through all all these applications that we get and figuring out who matches right with the team and who would be a good duo or squad member for that team uh, when it comes down to Fortnite. But other games that we're uh, going into, you know, it's it's always trying to find the right people who match, whereas when you're a captain, you're just more worried about playing and trying to get everybody on uh, at a certain time to maybe practice or something. But being a manager, you're, you're controlling a lot more into a smaller um, group, and it's... It's very difficult to learn but uh you know when you get it down and you have great people surrounding you and giving you the resources that you that uh that we have here at Witch Doctor it, it almost makes it easy to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get that and I think that's honestly a really nice transition into what you find like the most fulfilling about your role. So I know you sort of touched on the letting birds like fly from the nest so to speak, but is there was that what you would pick or is there something else that like really, like, just makes you feel good about what you're doing?
2: Honestly, it, it's great. So, like, I, I tell everybody who's under me, and I, I, I tell everybody, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, I, I like to know when I'm doing something wrong. And to me, it, it's very rewarding going into our weekly or biweekly meetings uh, with the teams, and they, they feel comfortable with coming to me and saying, hey, Snipes, you did this wrong. Let's figure out how to change it. To me, that's super rewarding because that means now you have the trust in the people under you to to for them to trust you that they can come up with that. They can also trust you to make good decisions for them and the team in general. And um, yeah, it's really rewarding and and also making a family out of this. Um, I, I would say like during my time in Fortnite, it it was nothing but a family. Everybody was just amazing and. Great people and when I when I went to manager into Fortnite it it was nice having and making friends into uh an esports game. It it was so rewarding making the family that was Fortnite and now other esports that we're that were uh going into.
1: Oh, my button wasn't working there. Um <laughs> All right, so let's just move into uh, what your favorite eSports is to watch.
2: Oh, man. Uh, Oof. So, yeah, definitely two years ago Fortnite, but gosh, now I would have to say COD. COD just does things. And now that they're back on land, we're going to see some hype moments. I love watching Call of Duty. Uh, Actually, the, the person who won the U.S. Open this weekend, John Rahm, actually shouted out Optic Chicago uh and their call of duty this weekend which was pretty cool to see so yeah i'd have to say cod for sure
1: okay and then not to throw any shade but what's your least favorite (laughs)
2: least favorite esports to watch oh man overwatch I, it's got to be hands down Overwatch. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm I'm a, I'm in I agreement agree. there. <laughs>
2: they 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 they're great. Don't get me wrong, and they were like the first ones to like introduce like franchising into esports, which was like awesome. It, it was, it's just such a confusing game, and I feel like if you play it, you're you can keep up with it. It's just like watching Fortnite, but like golly, that game just is not that much pleasing to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I've never really been a fan of the whole franchising thing, but. I know it, it works brings well for uh some things.
2: yeah it brings in some money and it uh you know it it puts out uh, more things for gaming right like I mean like look at the franchising for Call of Duty like now there's so many people who like previous uh, NBA players own teams um, and that like opened up the way for like League of Legends where League of Legends has a bunch of NBA teams who own teams uh, Hundred Thieves is owned by uh, Dan Gilbert who's the owner of the Cavs so it, like franchising sucks in general but it, it brings in something new to gaming that we didn't have and it's an extra step into putting gaming on the map as this actual yeah it does sport. i guess
1: my whole thing is it makes it harder for like up-and-coming players to get into these top tournaments absolutely yeah. you have to have a name and you have to be signed and you have to have all this stuff whereas in games i mean like dota we don't have franchising Right, so you can go in on qualifiers the day before the tournament starts, and you could theoretically win the entire thing, which I right. think that's a really cool, cool thing.
2: Yeah, I agree, and it was always cool, like seeing that in COD. Like there was a couple COD tournaments, like back in the day, like COD Ghostwise, and there was like pe- random teams would come out, like Hook, who's now on a team, uh, but he was too young originally to like join into franchising, but um, he he came out of nowhere and with his team, and they almost won won the tournament. So yeah, like. I agree there too, but
1: yeah. If you if you had to choose one game, what game would you go pro in?
2: Oh, today? Yeah. Are you, are you saying that I'm good enough to do it, or are you saying that if, if you could, was, if, <laughs> if I could, gosh, if I could, I would choose Valorant. I love that Valorant. game to death. I that game is so satisfying. It it, it like it almost encourages you to get better at the game, and now that they fixed, like, the ranking system in the game, it is so enjoyable. Like, I'm finally playing people, and I'm not, like, I'm in bronze because I'm, like, old and not that great anymore, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, like... Like, originally I was playing, like, people who are, like, in gold and plat while I'm in bronze, and I'm like, that's not right at all. But now I'm actually playing, like, people in bronze or iron, and now it's, like, a lot more enjoyable. So, yeah, if I had the chance, definitely Valorant. If I was that good again, yeah, absolutely.
0: I suppose that uh, is a great, not segue, but making it a segue into the section where you get to ask us a couple questions.
2: Perfect. Yes. All right. I'm super excited so uh we'll start off with
0: uh nightstar here so how did you guys get the name witch doctor Ooh. you see i really would like to know that myself um honestly so back in the day uh uh so i joined a vainglory guild and i made a discord server to go with that guild because i had in a previous guild i was in we had a discord server and it was a really great way to connect with people um in the guild and then also bringing people from the community and friends and sort of get that that vibe that i really liked um and then one day uh two of the guild's members um one of them was the leader and the other one was like a friend of his in the guild came to me and we were like hey we want to use your discord server to um start this org called witch doctor gaming and i'm like sure why not um so they just sort of took over the well took over the server in that it became no longer prodigy empire but it came, became the witch doctor gaming discord um they were the ones who came up with spread the cleanse and that hashtag they were also around for our current iteration of the logo but a lot of our more modern branding um such as shaman squad and shaman spotlights and all of this sort of alliterative stuff um really was my doing i'm taking full credit for that thank you very much um <laughs> But yeah, they, um, Brutal Turtle and, uh, I'm just calling him Lettuce because his name was a, a mix of stuff. They were the ones who, uh, came to me initially with the idea of Witch Doctor.
2: Awesome. Uh, and then back to you for this one. So I'm putting you on the spot. Uh huh. And, all right. So I know we have a polo. Yep. Already. Uh-huh. And I. Uh, have refound my love for golf, and I love our polo and all. But I was wondering if we can get a cool and dry witch doctor, hmm. like polo. Uh,
0: so are are you looking like for literally the same current design, but like ported to a golf shirt, or like what are we talking about with this?
2: I mean, our logos is, is like perfect to do anything. Okay, I am not the creative mind. Okay, by any means, but I'd like to see what comes out of that.
0: Okay. Cause especially
2: um, I want to start like, cause I'm going to start doing like more golf tournaments and stuff like that. I want to start streaming some of those too. So it'd be nice to have some golf apparel yeah. like, that I can wear from which doctor. No, it's just going to go full golf team. Come on. Don't tempt me. Super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's
0: a bunch of old dudes playing golf. Nice. But no, I, I'll definitely think about it. I have to reach out to a and see what they For have. Sure? I know they have a bunch of stuff. Um, I've I've heard from Anthony that they can, as long as their supplier like has it, we can they can do it. So Sweet. I'll reach out to them. But uh, as I've told other people in the past who wanted stuff like a sleeveless jersey and other like a tank top, I think was something that I think Schwelps Justice is the one who requested that at some point. I think Blank October jumped on board. But I told them if you get me ten people who will buy it, yeah, yeah I, I wa- want <laughs> I want ten names. Who will Perfect. buy this this item, and then I will basically guarantee that it'll happen because at that point we get the return on investment for the design. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll so make I it I will if you get me that list I will get you a golf polo one way or another. I just might buy ten myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's I cool mean, way to do it. It's <laughs>
2: one way of doing it. My wife actually would kill me, so I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Into this next one. This one's for super. Super, as we know, the S the SOT update is coming out, uh, like, tomorrow, right? So yeah. How excited are you, and what are you most excited for in the update? Well, um, Sea of Thieves, by the way. Yeah, Sea of Thieves, Thieves.
1: This next update, they're adding in Captain Jack Sparrow and a bunch of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, um, and a whole new tall tale. Um... Honestly, just the new areas in this Telltale look amazing. Some of the enemies look really cool. um there's some like sea creature looking things and I know. it's gonna be a lot of fun um in one of I the agree. trailers we actually get to see the face of the Kraken so that might be really cool too. Oh whoa, um, if that turned that. into like a boss fight or something, that'll be awesome. Um, either way, it's gonna
2: be a lot of fun just just from the looks of it. So are we squatting up? Hopping on a galleon, me, you, your brother, and my wife ripping apart some Sea of Thieves. Definitely at some point. Heck yeah. Uh, next
1: week, I'm going on vacation halfway through the week, so it might be rough. But, that is um, a little rough. Eventually, it will happen, yes.
2: Okay, good. Because we need this to happen. It looks so cool. So, and then final one for both of you guys. Uh, top three games that influenced your life and why?
0: want to go for a super or should i take this one
1: Uh if you're ready go ahead
0: Okay so I know one of the games that I um really enjoyed was um Star Wars Clone Wars Adventures so I it came out in 2009 2010 hold on I'm googling this now cuz I want to be uh uh exact but um but it was a game made by Sony it, yeah so it was released in 2010 um and then it and it like closed or they uh, shut down the game on in 2014 but that was a lot that game was like what really got me into multiplayer games so when i was younger i was in the nintendo system but i uh or like uh um Uh, platform that's the word uh but we had the wii and then the wii u so i didn't i never had a ds or any of those games where you could like really play with friends or do a lot of online like sure mario kart had like the nintendo online feature but that wasn't really like a real multiplayer game whereas this one was my first online um mmo which was really cool and it as someone who for him his clone war or star wars because everyone seems to have their own star wars like you have the people who grew up with the original trilogy then the prequel trilogy then clone wars then uh the sequels and stuff like that clone wars was my star wars the movie came out when i was eight so that like was perfect childhood age and then the show came out saturdays at like 11 no yeah it was 11 at some point on cartoon network Ooh great show but the game was really fun because you got to like visit all the different worlds that were showcased and there was some different missions sure it was like very similar things or it was like skins on the same on games depending on where you were but like that that was a lot of fun and i also know i spent a lot of like my like birthday and other like money that i like got on in-game stuff for it and i was really sad when it shut down um because i had a lot in there i think i still have the screenshots that i took when i heard it was shutting down because i'm like oh, no, I'm going to not have any of this, so I need to go screenshot all of my, like, achievements and money I spent because I was very uh, egotistical back then. Um, So, yeah, that was the first game that really got me into stuff. I think in terms of finding the larger gaming community, uh, Clone Wars Adventures didn't really have a big, like, social presence. This was also before, like, Discord became big and all these other applications. So I really found this larger community through Vainglory. So... Um, in a similar vein to my Nintendo I My family's a Mac household, so I've never owned a PC. I've used PCs before, um, but it's not my preferred platform, and I just haven't bothered to buy a computer purely for gaming yet. Um, so I have a Mac, so I can't really run games, but Vainglory was on, or still is, on your mobile device, and that's where I found my first podcast by people like gaming podcast by people in the boston area where i am um and then i joined their guild and then that's where i found prodigy empire eventually and that's how witch doctor got its start but that game was a lot of fun it had it was always changing the dev-
1: devs kind of killed it when they and then they their investor
0: got all pissy and say wild rift um when vainglory like shut its doors so to speak on the esports scene um i i was looking for another game to watch and that was around the time of the 2019 league world championships and i was like scrolling through twitch because i wanted something to watch and it was on the like suggested page of twitch like because that's like the huge tournament and i'm like sure i'll watch it and it was really interesting and be, since vainglory was a mobile moba a lot of the same mechanics that were in vainglory were applicable to league so it was fairly easy for me to at least follow the action i still can't play pc league for i i can't right click that quickly to do stuff i that that's painful but um wild drift yeah i'm working there i finally made it to promos to get into emerald it took me literally a month to get back up through platinum oh my word platinum People are idiots. Let's just put it mildly. Um but no, the game is so fun. I like have similar characters to what I played in Vainglory. Like Ezreal is very similar to Vox and uh, I found Kaisa and a couple others and like it's just a lot of fun and it's really reinvigorated my 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 love for gaming. Love that. Super.
1: Alright, so the first one I would have to say would be Probably, honestly, Mario Kart. It was a lot of fun growing up, just playing with my brothers and my family. Um, I would always look forward to coming home from school and playing it. Um, Which one? Definitely Uh-oh. Double Dash. Okay. Um, okay. Nintendo 64 one was pretty cool, too. Um, but I definitely played the most of Double Dash. Um, that's the GameCube one, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, and then Second would probably be Sly Cooper. Um, I also played that around the same age. Um, but it was kind of like the main open-world type game I played, I guess. Um, that was on PlayStation. Um, then, now my my biggest one would definitely be Dota 2. Um, I've played it the most over like 7,500 hours at this point, so...
2: It's her name, um, I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's really the only game I've been able to play for like six, seven years now without getting super tired of it. I mean, I take breaks here and there where I don't play it for a couple months, but uh, something always ends up drawing me back in.
2: For sure. Well, that's all I got for me, uh, question-wise.
0: Well, uh, unless Super has something else, I think we'll uh, we'll... Well, thank everyone, including yourself, Snipes, for uh, taking the time to be here. I know scheduling was, was fun to get it here, but glad we finally were able to sit down and record it. And hopefully this one turns out well. If you're hearing it on any of those podcast platforms, it came out well. If not well there'll be another one hopefully (laughs) uh so i know i speak for both super and myself when i say that it was a lot of fun listening to your journey into the into and through the world of gaming up to now if our listeners want to drop you a follow or learn more about you where can they do so snipes
2: i keep everything pretty pretty squared away i think it's just snipes us uh you'll probably be able to see it uh down below wherever uh click on the hyperlink um But uh, yeah, it's just SnipesUS on Twitter and uh, Snipes underscore US on on, um, Twitch. So I keep it pretty pretty tamed.
0: Nice. And a big thank you uh, to everyone who listened to the fifth episode of The Cauldron Cast. If you want to suggest a guest for our future episodes, be sure to tag them in a tweet at WitchDoctorGG on Twitter. Evidently, that's where you tweet. Or hop in our official Discord server, link in the description, and share your thoughts with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform to catch the latest episodes of our show as soon as they're released. Peace.